thought I was gone, didn't you? <laughs> 7 o'clock on the East Coast, 10 a.m. on the West, 3 o'clock in London in the afternoon, midnight in New South Wales and in Malaysia, of course. It's 1971. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. <sighs> Hello, everybody. Happy Saturday. Saturday night, and I ain't got nobody. I got some money because I just got paid. Good to have you along for the ride, wherever you may be watching around the planet. Uh, we are on Facebook Live. I'm not wearing pants as the page. We're also on Jay Sheldon YouTube channel. You can find us there. Uh, look for that logo, I think. And um, Twitch.tv, Jay Sheldon No Pants. You can always donate to the stream here or in the description above on Facebook and YouTube. It says support the stream. Click there. Click five bucks, ten bucks, a hundred bucks, whatever you can afford. Send us some money keep us going help defray the cost of this fiasco we pull off three nights a week and i have a big announcement coming up a big announcement coming up well maybe not big announcement but a big announcement <laughs> we will have that for you so pay attention ding, ding, ding. uh let's see what else is going on oh i know <laughs> um first of all some incredibly cool news uh, the love of my life bought me an Alexa Echo show. Now, years ago, when I lived in Key West, Florida, before Amazon and Echo and Alexa and all that stuff ever came out, uh, there was what were called X10 controllers. And you plugged them into the wall socket, then you plugged things into it. And there was a way for a computer program, which, you know, was probably like x86 at the time or whatever version of Windows 3.1. Um, and it would control the, uh, the lights, dim them, turn them up, turn them on, turn them off. Uh, it would set little scenes where you could turn on like the bedroom lights or wait 10 minutes, dim the lights, and then turn them out, that kind of stuff. So what I did was I got some very early stage voice recognition software, connected it to the controller. Good morning, Locus Pocus. Connected it to the controller in the software uh, through some programming. Yeah, I was that kind of a nerd too. Uh, see, the old boomer was not so stupid all the time with tech. And then it would control with my voice it would also read my email. It would do all the things basically that like Alexa does now, except that this was years before any of that crap. I should have patented it. I'd be a billionaire by now. Anyway, I ha I've loved that technology, voice activation, smart homes. Um, I, I know all the conspiracy crap about, you know, uh, they're spying on you. They're recording everything and eh, whatever. You know what? If you want to watch, go ahead. Watch all you want. I don't care. Um, so I have had an Echo Dot, which I bought when they first came out. It's actually now like version three. I mean, the one that I have was version three. Now they're way past that. In fact, I saw the new Echo Dots and mine looks like a hockey puck. Literally about the size of a hockey puck. Uh, sound... Not so bad. Pretty good for what it is. Now the new Echo Dot is a ball, and the sound is much better. But beyond that, they have come out with something called an Echo Show, which includes a touch video screen. You can watch YouTube. You can watch Spotify. You can watch whatever. Uh, it will interact with other uh, Echo Shows. You can do video calls. I got one. The love of my life bought one. And it is so cool. I hooked it up yesterday. It's really cool. It's got like, I put Miko's pictures on it uh, for its screensaver. And it does everything that uh, Alexa does, except now it has a video screen, which can display and go out to the net and you can check out YouTube. I've been watching YouTube when I take a nap in the afternoon. I know, I nap in the afternoon. I'm an old man, shut up. Um... <laughs> Oh, man, I'm telling you. All right. Um, 
so anyway, it's very cool. Thank you very much. And uh, I, I love it. I love it to death. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Miko's picture's on there. Now, it's, speaking of Miko, I found this. I, I got to share this with you. Hang on. Where is my... There we go. Check this out. <laughs> this is Miko. I, I forget who posted this. I don't remember. But me, what's in your mouth? My dog. Sips it. And then me. And you'll see the, the picture here with King Kong. And I don't know what the hell that is. Trying to open this monster's mouth. <laughs> this is exactly me and Miko. Whenever she puts something in her mouth, she shouldn't. And trust me, this dog eats everything. If it moves, it's in her mouth. It's unbelievable. Anyway, I still love her to death. And here she is because we bought her a new ball. She's got this new, I don't know, whatever it is, a ball, a wizard ball or something. And it, it not only, it doesn't just glow. Like you see that you see the picture here. It's not just glowing. It like vibrate and flips uh, red and, and blue like that. But it only happens for about mm, 30 seconds when you bounce it on the ground or if, it, if you, if it's hit something. And then it, it fades away, and then it, it fades out. It also glows in the dark, which is pretty cool. And she loves it. She stuffed this thing in her house, and she's been playing with it nonstop. But uh, my other half got this shot. Oops, I keep getting disoriented here. My other half got this uh, this shot uh, out by our front gate. And uh, there is there is the ball there. Uh, and Miko, uh, who is protecting it with her life, by the way. So yeah, she's she's very happy with her new ball. She loves it. It's kind of a rubbery uh, kind of material, and and yeah, it glows in the dark. So it's very cool, very cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, we spoil her. We really do. So yeah, that uh, that was the adventure. By the way, I think it has gone by, but twenty minutes ago, there was the most in incredible thunderstorm that blew through this area in Zubang Jaya in, uh, in Malaysia. Um, if, if you're not watching from Malaysia, it's a small town, little suburban place in, in uh, Malaysia. And um, it was wicked. It didn't hit directly over our area here, but it was right on the edge. And the cloud, to, it was mostly cloud to cloud, cloud to cloud lightning. So you could see the huge streaks going across the sky. It was beautiful to look at. And um, not a lot of cloud-to-ground lightning, thankfully. But it was, it was massive. And when the storm first moved in, the wind was wicked. I thought, oh, oh here we go. But um, like I said, thankfully, it did rain here a little bit. And thankfully, now it has cooled off a lot. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's feeling a lot better. And thanks to the rain for cooling things off. Yes, look, I got a new shirt. It's the Bronx. Hey, from the Bronx. You know who's from the Bronx? President Trump is from the Bronx. Dan Bongino, also from the Bronx. You know, that's part of the reason everybody says, you know, oh, he did so good for America, but we don't like his Twitters, his tweets. <clears throat> um, people from the Bronx are like that. They're like, you know, they gotta, they gotta show off. They gotta been there. Have I been to the Bronx? I have been to the Bronx. I've been to about every borough in New York City. I've been to uh, Manhattan, of course. Uh, I lived two hours from New York City. I was in Cornwall, Connecticut, which is where I was born and grew up, and that is exactly two hours from there to Boston, Massachusetts, and two hours from there to New York City. And consequently, I would go to New York quite often. Saw a lot of shows on Broadway. Uh, spent a lot of time in New York. I love New York. Hey, what a great idea for a T-shirt. And um, <laughs> uh, New York City is a lot different now than it was back in my day, let me tell you. Yeah, just two hours away by car. You could drive there in a couple of hours. Um, and it was back in the time when, um, when New York was New York. That New York sadly does not exist anymore. But... Um, yeah, so I've been to Brooklyn, the Bronx. I've been in Harlem also. Harlem was cool back in the 70s. Uh, Manhattan, like I said. Um, so, yeah, I think I've been to all, all five boroughs. I'm pretty sure. Been to Long Island. Long Island, as they say. And, you know, people say, can you do a New York accent? Honestly, there's like 
50 New York accents. It depends on where, where you grew up. There's the Bronx. There's Brooklyn. Are you from Brooklyn? Uh, there's Manhattan. Uh, yeah, every, every borough really has its own, uh, its own um, accent. Long Island, too, has its own accent. So, I mean, they're very subtle, but they're, they're very distinct, depending upon what part of uh, New York, New York, you happen to be from. They are indeed different. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, I saw this shirt and I thought, hey, cool, the Bronx, got to pick this up. And uh, it's a nice lime green, so it, it does a nice job of contrasting against my colors here in the studio. <laughs> yeah, New York, <clears throat> New York is a mess. Between de Blasio and Cuomo and all those idiots. In fact, that's a part of the one of the first things I wanted to talk about on a serious note tonight. The American Institute for Economic Research. Now, that is not a left-wing organization, but um, they they put out an article. You can check this out. It's AIER.org, and look for something called The Anti-Lockdown Movement is Large and Growing. Uh, feeling outgunned, outnumbered, overpowered, smothered, and censored? Many people who oppose COVID lockdowns and all their associated restrictions feel that way, and it's hard not to. You can hardly post on social media without triggering some idiot warnings, corrections, or sometimes outright blocks. Uh, bans are part of the mix, too. The complete deplatforming of people merely because they want their freedoms back. It's kind of creepy when you think about it. And meanwhile, the mainstream media continues to push restrictions, mandates for masks, vaccine passports, just for the like it has for the last 14 months. And um, how true is it anti-lockdown people are a small and marginalized minority? Well, it's not quite that true at all. If you consider the Wall Street Journal, one of the largest circulation newspapers, twice the physical circulation of the idiots of the New York Times, their editorial page has been consistently from the beginning against lockdowns. Fox News has been running anti-lockdown commentary for a full year, very easily dominates all the cable TV news, hosting six of the top 10 shows, trouncing the idiots at uh, CNN, struggling for viewers. Good, you deserve it. Top-rated co commentary show has been Tucker Carlson tonight. Um, yeah, many pe uh, locusts, many people temporarily moved out of the city so they wouldn't be under lockdown, exactly. And a whole lot of people are winding up in Florida, which has remained open for most, if not all, of the last year, year and a half, uh, and does not have mask mandates. And um, yeah, they've um, and their numbers are very good and getting better. And Florida, as you know, has one of the highest elderly population among the most susceptible uh, in the country. Elon Musk, among the most prominent tech entrepreneurs in the world, fiercely spoken out about lockdowns. Joe Rogan, of course, the popular uh, podcast guy, been consistently against them and mandates for over a year, uh, uh, hoping that his audience would use common sense. Well, there's an idea. Uh, the Onion, which once ruled satire on the web, has been uh, terrible on lockdowns. Traffic's been sinking steadily. The Babylon Bee started low and soared to new highs, often beating the Onion. Uh, they've been satirizing the hysteria and has been rewarded for doing so. Epic Times, as much web traffic as the Wall Street Journal, and they've been running full 45-minute-long interviews with... Um, Great Barrington Declaration Signatory Jayanta Bhakcharya. I'm sure I pronounced that wrong. Anyway, the numbers go on and on and on. This is not a small group of people. The most important reason why anti-lockdowners should not feel demoralized is that the facts are overwhelmingly on the side of freedom. Look, I know this is about the U.S., and I'm talking to you in the U.S. right now. Other parts of the world, other story. <clears throat> but if you're in the U.S., this matters. Consider, for example, the CDC chart of three states that impose strict measures, Michigan, California, and Minnesota, and still enforce many measures, including mask mandates, versus three states that have been open, no mandates, which are Florida, Texas, and South Carolina. Take a look at the trajectory, the trajectory of severe outcomes. Purple there, you see purple is Florida, Texas, also down here, about the same curve. 
South Carolina is the maroon right there. It goes up and then back down again. Now, here's Massachusetts. Take a look. I'm back up. My uh, Michigan. Michigan's numbers have consistently been less, but the peaks have been higher and earlier. And then good old California. This is a seven-day moving average of new deaths per 100,000 by number of days since 01, 0.01 average daily deaths per 100,000 first recorded. You know, Number of days since 0.01 daily deaths per 100,000. The early spikes in mass in Michigan obvious, tracing to a surprising extent to the number of nursing homes in each state. In Michigan, 31% of the deaths are in nursing homes. And though numbers in mass have always been, uh, are always being revised, it could be anywhere between 40 and 61%. And of course, that fiasco in New York. All right, I'm going to spend a whole lot more time on this, but you can see by the numbers that, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's scary. And like I said, the states that had no lockdowns, their numbers were lower and pretty much followed the same, but pretty much followed the, the curve of what everybody else did. And these people did not have face diapers on the whole time. So there you go. Anyway, that's my opinion. Now, you want to know about opinions? I found this quote about opinions, and I love it. Opinion is the lowest form of human knowledge. Think about it. It requires no accountability, no understanding. The highest form of knowledge is empathy. It requires us to suspend our egos and live in another person's world. It requires profound purpose larger than the self-kind of understanding. That quote from Bill Bullard. Brilliant. So, keep your opinions to yourself. We don't care. Of course, I'm sitting here giving you mine, so... <laughs> That's all right. There's a little button over there somewhere. You can just click X and go away. Or there's an X up here in the corner or something. You'll find it. <laughs> I also found this. Gary uh, Gary Moser, who is a cousin of mine, he posted this. I love this. This is so cool and so true. And boy, I'm telling you, here in Malaysia, some teachers could use this advice. The best teachers are those who show you where to look, but don't tell you what to see. Think about it. Nice, huh? Very nice. Very cool. We like that. Uh, oh, and I just found this. Michelle, again, Michelle Robinson, if you didn't get banned again already, if you're looking in tonight, thank you. She always comes up with the absolute coolest posts. I mean, a lot of her stuff is very in-your-face, and it goes against the mainstream, or what used to be the mainstream. But, <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes she comes up with some things that are just so prophetic. i got to share them. This is one of them. There is a rare breed of people. Are you this kind of person? They go all in. They keep their word. They give it their all. They put themselves last those they care about. They allow you to be first. These individuals rarely receive the same compassion and effort in return, and yet they continue to give freely. To the givers, forgivers, and selfless lovers out there, keep pushing forward. Don't let this cold world change who you are. That's nice. It's really, really nice. I love that. Very cool. Very, very nice. Thank you, Michelle, for sharing that. <laughs> and here's another one. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, we talk about we talk about all the little snowflakes and the marshmallow eating. Uh, oh, you offended me. I was offended. Me. Shut up. I love this. This is so cool. The world needs a good full day spent with this woman. 
that would clear up a whole lot of problems. Look at that. Look at it. Obviously, this lady is in church, and she's got a spatula, which I assume what she's looking at is probably her daughter or son behind her in the pews in church. And she brings this particular cooking utensil, I'm assuming, as a way of saying, shut up, stop acting up, and smack you. <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly right. The world needs a good day spent with that woman, and it would indeed clear up a whole lot of problems. <laughs> oh, man, that made me laugh. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, I think I got one more for you. Yeah, I do. I have a spectacular uh, uh, picture of a Tesla which has crashed, and it's turned over on its side. It's it's absolutely awful. I, I, I want to prepare you for this photograph before I put it up on screen because it's not easy to look at. Uh, it is a, a horrific crash, of one of the new Teslas, and um, well, just be prepared because I, I, you know, if you have kids in the room, you may want to ask them to look away or something at this point. Uh, this is what happens with um, with the Tesla when uh, when they crash. I don't, uh, I don't know if you can see that. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, if you don't know, and you must, Teslas are battery operated. They're not using petrol. Uh, but somebody did this Photoshop. It's actually a really good Photoshop. I don't know if you can, uh, I don't know if I can zoom in on that at all. Maybe I, yeah, I make it a little bigger. There you go. <laughs> Look at that. This is great. Somebody did a really nice Photoshop job on that. That is excellent. <laughs> oh, man. We love it. <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Never a dull moment. Oh, boy. All right. What else is going on? Oh, I told you I had a big announcement. Yes, I have a big, big announcement. Oh, can't wait for this one. Uh, I am changing my days that I live stream. Only two of them, but it is a change. Saturday nights will stay. I will continue to do what is tonight, Saturday nights. Uh, each one of these still 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. Malaysian time, 10 a.m. on the East Coast of the U.S., but um, yeah, whatever the other times are. Uh, however, I am changing the days that I stream on, and uh, that will be on Saturdays, Mondays, and Wednesdays. So be prepared. Saturdays, Mondays, Wednesdays. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Yeah. Uh, so be prepared. Hi, Invis Toby. Hello, Invis Toby. Good to have you along. For my regular viewers, I hope that doesn't screw you up. It's just a shift of a day. But uh, from some research and some interaction and some... Uh, things that I've researched and figured out and discovered. Uh, We're going to change the days of the stream. So I will now be live on Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, same time, 10 p.m. Malaysian time. Uh, and, you know, again, I occasionally will come on on, uh, on different days of the week, but uh, just, just to come on and say hi or whatever. So, yeah, um, <laughs> you've been lurking. Feel free, lurk all you want. Uh, you forget the days anyway. So, yeah, I mean, most people will be notified if you like or subscribe or follow the streams. And please do that, uh, whether you're on uh, Twitch.tv or uh, Facebook Live. Just just follow and like, uh, like the page, and then you will be notified whenever I go live, hopefully if the algorithms don't, you know, shadow ban me or, or drop down. Um, but... Um, yeah, you, you, if you do that, then you'll, you'll get notified, and you don't have to remember. Um, on my twitch.tv page, however, if you go to the schedule, you can have a remind me. You, you push remind me, and it will send you an automatic notification. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, beginning this week, or well, technically next week, 
So uh, tonight's Saturday, two more days from now on Monday night, we'll do another live stream. So that will be, uh, that will be coming up. And um, I forget the days. Yeah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, what else have we got going? Okay, we did our big announcement. That was exciting. We're going to change our days. And um, I think we've got... Nope, that's it. We've got everything covered that I wanted to cover tonight. Um, oh, don't forget, by the way, we've gotten a ton of emails. Thank you so much for everybody who wrote in. Uh, Nopants at jsheldon.com. In fact, down here at the bottom, you'll see it scrolling in a little while. Uh, the email will be there. So if you want to, whatever it is you'd like to share with your opinion about something I talked about, you want to send some ideas on things we, we can talk about, uh, you like the show, you hate the show, what do you think? You like my new shirt? Um, <laughs> well, you, the, you like the days we changed our, our stream to, Monday, Wednesday, Saturdays? Um, email me if you like. No pants, there it goes. No pants at jsheldon.com. And uh, there you go. And um, I read your emails and I reply everyone, no matter who. So uh, no matter what you say, even if you don't have a compliment. Um, in fact, one of the other things you can, you can either put in the chat, there, put in the chat, or um, send me an email, is what book do you want to do next? We're doing Peter Pan right now, but um, we need to know what you would like to do next. I gave you some suggestions last time. In fact, let me just review for you before we get into tonight's uh, Peter Pan episode. Um, we've got a Christmas carol, which I think would be more appropriate when we get towards Christmas. Uh, the Jungle Book would be fun, actually. I think The Jungle Book... If we don't get a, a, a definitive voting answer, I think if I have to pick, I'm going to pick the Jungle Book. Uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which is kind of cool. Treasure Island can be, it can get boring, but it's not a bad book. Jules Verne, Around the World in 80 Days. Um, the Tale of Peter Rabbit. We can do another rabbit story. And War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. So those are some of the ones that, that I thought would be cool. I really do like the idea of the Jungle Book. I think that would be a lot of fun. It, by the way, is not exactly like the movie, as we've found out. Um, the Little Prince, is that public domain? I will find out, because, oh man, that would be great. I would love to do The Little Prince. Um, let me find out if it's public domain. If it's not, I'm sorry, I, I can't do it. But uh, I will find out, and I will let you know. In fact, I think I almost like that better than the Jungle Book. So yeah, let me. I'll check it out. I'll find out and I'll let you know. English adaptation, indeed. Cool, really good idea. The Little Prince. Uh, yeah, we will. Uh, we'll find out. I'll do some research, research uh, later on, and and uh, and I'll let you know for sure. All right. In the meantime, speaking of the Gutenberg project. Uh, we're going to move on to to Peter Pan. Yay! Hmm. We've been doing Peter Pan uh, as our uh, as our book that we read on every stream, and uh, we read a chapter or sometimes a half chapter if they get a little long. And <clears throat> we've made it all the way through. However, Tink is not being very nice to Wendy. When we laughed, last left the island, Tink had encouraged Tootles to shoot Wendy with an arrow. And he did. And she fluttered to the ground with an arrow in her breast. And that's where we left things. This becomes chapter six. It's called... The Little House in the Book of Peter Pan. Foolish Toodles was standing like a conqueror over Wendy's body when the other boys sprang armed from their trees. I forgot to book the book title up, so forgive me. You're too late, he cried proudly. I have shot the Wendy. Peter will be so pleased with me. Overhead, Tinkerbell shouted, Silly ass! and darted into hiding. The others didn't hear her. They had crowded round Wendy, 
and as they had looked, a terrible silence fell upon the wood. If Wendy's heart had been beating, they all would have heard it. Slightly was the first to speak. This is no bird, he said in a scared voice. I, I think it must be a lady. A lady, said Toodles, and fell a-trembling. And we've, we've killed her, Nibs said hoarsely. They all whipped off their capes. Now I see, Curly said, Peter was bringing her to us. He threw himself sorrowfully on the ground. A lady to take care of us at last, said one of the twins. And you've killed her. They were sorry for him, but sorrier for themselves. And when he took a step nearer, they turned from him. Toodle's face was very white. But there was a dignity about him now that had never been there before. I did it, he said reflectingly. When ladies used to come to me in dreams, I said, Pretty mother, pretty mother. But when at last she really came, I shot her. He moved slowly away. Don't go, they called in pity. I must, he answered, shaking. I'm so afraid of Peter. It was at this tragic moment that they heard a sound which made the heart of every one of them rise to his mouth. They heard Peter crow. Peter! they cried, for it was always thus that he signaled his return. Hide her, they whispered and gathered hastily around Wendy. But Toodles stood aloof. Again came the ringing crow, and Peter dropped in front of them. "'Greetings, boys!' he cried, and mechanically they saluted, and then again they were silent. He frowned. "'I am back!' he said hotly. "'Why do you not cheer?' They opened their mouths, but the cheers wouldn't come out. He overlooked it in his haste to tell the glorious tidings. Great news, boys, he cried. I have brought at last a mother for you all. Still no sound, except a little thud from Toodles as he dropped on his knees. Have you not seen her? asked Peter, becoming troubled. She flew this way. Ah, uh, me, one voice said, and another said, Oh, mournful day. Toodles rose. Peter, he said quietly, I will show her to you. And when the others would still have hidden her, he said, Back, twins, let Peter see. So they all stood back and let him see. And after he had looked for a little time, he didn't know what to do next. She is dead, he said uncomfortably. Perhaps she's frightened at being dead. He thought of hopping off in a comic sort of way till he was out of sight of her, and then never going near the spot any more. They would all have been glad to follow if he'd done this. But there was the arrow. He took it from his heart, from her heart, and faced his band. Whose arrow? he said sternly. Mine, Peter, said Toodles on his knees. Oh, dastard hand, Peter said, and he raised the arrow to use it as a dagger. Toodles did not flinch. He bared his breast. Strike, Peter, he said firmly. Strike true. Twice Peter raised the arrow, and twice did his hand fall. I cannot strike, he said with awe. There is something stays in my hand. All looked at him wonder, save Nibs, who fortunately looked at Wendy. 
It is she, he cried, the Wendy lady. See her arm. Wonderful to relate, Wendy had raised her arm. Nibs bent over her and listened reverently. I think she said, Poor Toodles, he whispered. She lives, Peter said briefly. Slightly cried insistently. The Wendy lady lives. Then Peter knelt beside her and found his button. You remember she had put it on a chain that she wore around her neck. See, he said, the arrow struck against this. It is the kiss I gave her that saved her life. I remember kisses, slightly interposed quickly. Let me see it, I. That's a kiss. Peter did not hear him. He was begging Wendy to get better quickly so that he could show her the mermaids. Of course, she couldn't answer yet, still being in a frightful faint. But from overhead came a wailing note. Listen to Tink, said Curly. She's crying because the Wendy lives. Then they had to tell Peter of Tink's crime. And almost never had they seen him look so stern. Listen, Tinkerbell, he cried. I am your friend no more. Be gone from me forever. She flew on his shoulder and pleaded, but he brushed her off. Not until Wendy again raised her arm did he relently, did relent sufficiently to say, well, not forever, but for a whole week. Do you think Tinkerbell was grateful to Wendy for raising her arm? Oh, dear, no. Never wanting to pinch her so much. Fairies, indeed, are strange. And Peter, who understood them best, often cuffed them. But what to do with Wendy in her present delicate state of health? Let's carry her down to the house, Curly suggested. I said slightly, that is what one does with ladies. No, no, Peter said, you must not touch her. It would be sufficiently respectful. That, said slightly, is what I was thinking. But if she lies there, Toodles said, she'll die. I, she will die, slightly admitted, but there is no way out. Yes, there is, cried Peter. Let's build a little house around her. They were all delighted. Quick, he ordered them. Bring me, each of you, the best of what we have. Gut our house. Be sharp. In a moment, they were as busy as tailors the night before a wedding. They scurried this way and that, down for bedding, up for firewood, and while they were at it, who should appear but John and Michael. As they dragged along the ground, they fell asleep, standing, stopped, woke up, moved another step, and slept again. John, John, Michael would cry, wake up! Where is Nana, John, and Mother? And then John would rub his eyes and mutter, It is true. We did fly. You may be sure they were very relieved to find Peter. Hello, Peter, they said. Hello, Peter replied amicably, though he had quite forgotten them. He was very busy at the moment, measuring Wendy with his feet to see how large a house she would need. Of course, he meant to leave room for chairs and a table. John and Michael watched him. Is Wendy asleep? they asked. Uh, yes. John, Michael proposed, let us wake her up and get her to make supper for us. But as he said it, some of the other boys rushed on carrying branches for the building of the house. Look at them, he cried. Curly, said Peter in a most captainly voice, see that these boys help in the building of the house. Aye, aye, sir. Build a house, exclaimed John. For the Wendy, said Curly. For Wendy, John said, aghast. Why, she's only a girl. That, explained Curly, is why we are her servants. You, Wendy's servants, 
Yes, said Peter, and you also. Away with them. The astounded brothers were dragged away to hack and hew and carry. Chairs and a fender first, Peter ordered. Then we shall build the house around them. I said slightly, that is how a house is built. It all comes back to me now. Peter thought of everything. Slightly, he cried, fetch a doctor. I, I said slightly at once and disappeared, scratching his head. But he knew Peter must be obeyed, and he returned in a moment, wearing John's hat and looking solemn. Please, sir, said Peter, going to him, are you a doctor? The difference between him and the other boys at such a time was that they knew it was make-believe, while to him make-believe and true were exactly the same thing. This sometimes troubled them, as when they had to make-believe that they had their dinners. If they broke down in their make-believe, he rapped them on the knuckles. Uh, yes, my little man, slightly anxiously replied, who had chapped knuckles. Please, sir, Peter explained, a lady lies very ill. She was lying at their feet, but slightly had the sense not to see her. Tut, 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 he said. Where does she lie? In yonder glade. I will put a glass thing in her mouth, says slightly, and he made believe to do it, while Peter waited. It was an anxious moment when the glass thing was withdrawn. How is she? inquired Peter. Tut, 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 said slightly. This has cured her. Oh, I'm glad, Peter cried. I will call again in the evening, slightly said. Give her beef tea out of a cup with a spout to it. But after he had returned the hat to John, he blew big breaths, which was his habit on escaping from a difficulty. In the meantime, the wood had been alive with the sound of axes. Almost everything needed for a cozy dwelling already lay at Wendy's feet. If we only knew, said one, the kind of house she likes best. Peter, shouted another, she's moving in her sleep. Her mouth opens, cried a third, looking respectfully into it. Oh, lovely. Perhaps she's going to sing in her sleep, said Peter. Uh, Wendy, sing the kind of house you'd like to have. Immediately, without opening her eyes, Wendy began to sing. I wish I had a pretty house, the littlest ever seen, with funny little red walls and a roof of mossy green. They gurgled at joy at this, for by the greatest good luck the branches they had brought were sticky with red sap, and all the ground was carpeted with moss. As they rattled up the little house, they broke into song themselves. We've built the little walls and roof and made a lovely door. So tell us, Mother Wendy, what are you wanting more? To this she answered greedily, Oh, really, next I think I'll have gay windows all about, with roses peeping in, you know, and babies peeping out. With a blow of their fists they made windows, and large yellow leaves were the blinds. But roses, roses, cried Peter sternly. Quickly they made believe to grow the loveliest roses up the walls, Babies? To prevent Peter ordering babies, they hurried into song again. We've made the roses peeping out, the babies are at the door. We cannot make ourselves, you know, because we've been made before. Peter, seeing this to be a good idea, at once pretended that it was his own. The house was quite beautiful, and no doubt Wendy was very cozy within, though of course they could no longer see her. Peter strode up and down, ordering finishing touches. Nothing escaped his eagle eyes, and just when they seemed absolutely finished, "'There's no knocker on the door,' he said. Oh, they were very ashamed, but Tootles gave the sole of his shoe, and it became an excellent 
knocker. Absolutely finished now, they thought. Not a bit of it. There's no chimney, Peter said. We must have a chimney. Oh, it certainly does need a chimney, John said importantly. This gave Peter an idea. He snatched the hat off John's head, knocked out the bottom, and put the hat on the roof. The little house was so pleased to have such a capital chimney that, as if to say thank you, smoke immediately began coming out of the hat. Now, really and truly, it was finished. Nothing remained to do but knock. All look your best, Peter warned them. First impressions are awfully important. He was glad no one asked him what first impressions are. They were all too busy to look their best. He knocked politely, and now the wood was still as the children, not a sound to be heard except Tinkerbell, who was watching from a branch and openly sneering. What the boys were wondering was, would anyone answer the knock? If a lady, what would she be like? The door opened, and a lady came out. It was Wendy, and they all whipped off their hats. She looked properly surprised, and this was just how they had hoped she would look. Where am I? she said. Of course, Slightly was the first to get his words in. Oh, Wendy, lady, he said rapidly. For you, we built this house. Oh, say you're pleased, cried Nibs. Lovely, darling house, Wendy said, and they were the very words they had hoped she would say. And we are your children, cried the twins. They all went on their knees and, holding out their arms, cried, Oh, Wendy lady, be our mother. Ought I, Wendy said, all shining. Of course, it's frighteningly fascinating, but, you see, I am only a little girl. I have no real experience. Eh, that doesn't matter, said Peter, as if he were the only person present who knew all about it, though he was really the only one who knew the least. What we need is just a nice motherly person. Oh, dear, Wendy said. You see, I feel that's exactly what I am. It is, it is, they all cried. We all saw it at once. Mm, very well, she said. I'll do my best. Come inside at once, you naughty children. I am sure your feet are damp, and before I put you to bed, I just have time to finish the story of Cinderella. In they went. I don't know how there was room for them, but you can squeeze very tight in the Neverland. And that was the first of many joyous evenings they had with Wendy. By and by, she tucked them up in the great bed in the home under the trees. But she herself slept that night in the little house. And Peter kept watch outside with drawn sword, for the pirates could be heard carousing far away, and the wolves were on the prowl. The little house looked so cozy and safe in the darkness, with a bright light shining through its blinds, and the chimney smoked beautifully, and Peter standing on guard. After a time, he fell asleep, and some unsteady fairies had to climb over him on their way home from an orgy. Any of the other boys obstructing the fairy path at night would have been mischiefed but they just tweaked Peter's nose and passed on. And that's chapter six. Wow. <laughs> Next time around, which will be, don't forget, we change days on Monday night. We will continue on with the story of Peter Pan. We'll move to chapter seven, which is called The Home Underground. That was fun. Very cool. We love this book of Peter Pan. Very different from the uh, from the films that you may or may not have seen. But that's been the case right from the beginning with the first book we did, which was The Wizard of Oz. Varied greatly from the film. Uh, then we did, uh, what did we do? We did Velveteen Rabbit. We did Alice in Wonderland. And uh, now Peter Pan. 
So be sure you send me an email. There it just went by nopants at jsheldon.com. Let me know what uh, what book you'd like us to do next. I will check into The Little Prince and see if it is a public domain book. If it is, we'll definitely do it. No voting needed. I love that book. It's fantastic. I will, I will see. We'll find out. Okay. Uh, I'm Not Wearing Pants is our Facebook page. Please like, subscribe, share. Twitch.tv slash jsheldonnopants. Give us a, a subscribe there. And, of course, uh, we're also on YouTube. Uh, one other small little... Uh, yeah, we, a reminder again. We are, we are now going to be live on Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. Monday, Wednesday, Saturday instead of Tuesday, Thursday. So just changing days. Time is the same, everything else. Also, a, a show which I, uh, I am responsible for is uh, going to have a live Buka Pasa event this coming Thursday. About 7.15 will be live on Facebook and I think YouTube also. Uh, the show is called Urban Jungle Food. And uh, I don't, you won't see me on camera. I'll be behind the scenes running the show. But uh, our crazy hosts, Zed and David, will be there. Please do mark your calendar for this coming Thursday, about 7.15 p.m. Malaysia time. And uh, I think you'll enjoy what we're doing. It'll be a lot of fun. And by the way, while you're there, like and subscribe to the page, too, both on our YouTube channel, Urban Jungle Food, and on, uh, <clears throat> on Facebook. Check it out. That's coming up this Thursday. All right, guys, that's going to do it for tonight. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, I will see you again on Monday night at 10 o'clock. In the meantime, enjoy. Be good to each other. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Good night. Yo.